This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree <laughs> on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergaff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast uh, once again today on these Thursdays. Mike Grimm, the voice of the Golden Gophers and sports director at MNN, uh, joins us on the pod and well, Grimmer, the Gophers have played pretty well the last couple of games. They've just come up a little bit shy. Uh, the one against Wisconsin, every chance in the world to pull that out. And, you know, it didn't quite come through at the end with some big shots or what have you. But, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's hurting them a little bit right now. But they're close. You can see they're kind of coming toward it. Yeah, you know, it's just part of the process. It stinks that you have to lose. I mean, there's no rule that says you have to. But it is part of a growing process. And, Look, you look in the Big Ten and teams that have experienced uh, players and experienced guards are the ones that are winning. Um, and the Gophers have juniors who are guards, but they're going through this for the first time in the Big Ten. This is the highest level of basketball they've played. And, um, you know, they're, they're learning. They're learning. And they just didn't quite make enough big shots and enough big plays. And, look, Wisconsin's got this culture and um, that they just know what to do late in games and win. And... Um, Unfortunately, uh, for the seventh straight time, they did just that against the Gophers. We uh, we heard leading up to the game, Ben Johnson saying, "This is a different Wisconsin team. They're faster. They they score more. They get the pace up and down." Well, that didn't really happen though against the Gophers. It it seemed more like uh, a Wisconsin team, as you said, uh, built kind of the traditional way. I'm sure they are faster, maybe more athletic and higher scoring during the year, but that wasn't evident against the Gophers. It was not. In fact, they had scored 70 points or more in 12 straight games heading into wow. the Minnesota game, which was the most, the longest string of 70-plus point games since 1970 for them. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so so they had been, you know, they've been averaging 70, I think it was 78 points a game. Um, and so, yeah, it was a low-scoring affair. They, they um, you know, it was it was definitely a slower-paced game. And I, I think as the Big Ten season continues now as we get into the you know the the dog days here, so to speak. That you, you you'll likely see Wisconsin grind it slower here a little bit. Um, and you know, I, I watch that Wisconsin team. We've done this many years with Wisconsin. You're like, you know, they don't appear. You know, they have ultra talented guys. I don't know if they've got an NBA, future NBA player on the roster, quite mm-hmm. frankly. But yet here they sit at seven and one in the Big Ten. They just have a way about them. Um, it's a program culture uh, way that they do it. And, um, you know, off they go into, uh, into a, I think their next game is this weekend against Purdue. So that will be a, certainly a big test. But uh, they, they have things figured out somehow to keep winning basketball games. And through multiple different coaching changes. And each yeah. time the new coach uh, that comes in. Now, they do all seem to be very Wisconsin-oriented. I mean, they've picked up, uh, you know, coaches from mid-major Wisconsin schools uh, on a few occasions. Is that the case of the present coach? Yeah, he was he was a Bo Ryan guy all the way yeah. through. Greg Gard, he yeah. played for Bo Ryan at Platteville, um, then was an assistant for him. That's the Division Three level. He was an assistant for Bo Ryan for like nine years or so. Hmm. Um, don't quote me on that exact number. Um, he's from Cobb, Wisconsin. Went to Platteville. Was under Bo Ryan. Bo went from he won four national titles at Platteville D three. Got hired by Milwaukee. They were there two years. Gard went with him, and then to Wisconsin. 
And, uh, you know, Bo had all the success at Wisconsin, all those Big Ten titles, two Final Fours. The, the, the few, the, and look, they have put some NBA talent through. I mean, his two Final Four teams, what would that have been 10 and 11 years ago now? As time flies, it's hard to believe it's been that long ago. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's eight or nine years ago. But anyway, um, you know, they had Decker and Kamitsky and some guys that have, that have uh, if not in the NBA, they've played some, some big time ball. Um, but you know, but they, they just um, the way they go about it, the way they defend, the way they wall up, uh, the way they don't turn it over. Although the Gophers did force some early turnovers against them, but couldn't capitalize. Um, yeah, and Dick Bennett before before that, yeah, he came from Stevens Point, you know, and then up to Green Bay and then to Madison. So um, you know, basically the, all those guys, you know, that that I don't know, Dick Bennett must have been hired. I'm off the top of my head going to say about ninety seven or so mm-hmm. uh, they built the new arena in 98 and they had been terrible in basketball all the way through they 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 went from 1941 to 1996 without an ncaa bid wow they never went to the tournament and they'd been awful um and they had some uh you know coaches that just couldn't win steve yoder and um uh Kofeld, i forget his first name uh you know they just couldn't win and then um dick bennett got him to a final four in 2000 or 2001 and um, and then retired, and then Bo Ryan took him to the next level. And that was all part of the uh, Barry Alvarez effect at Wisconsin, right? I mean, he came in there and started winning, and suddenly more money started coming into their coffers. And then Donna Shalala came along, and she ramped up their, uh, you know, their um, donations that they would receive for their athletic programs. And all of a sudden, everything took off. And they built the Kohl Center uh, yeah. in 1998, uh, 17,800 tickets. It was sold out for the first, I don't know, 10 years. Yeah. And you're selling out a place with that many tickets um, for, and for a while, both hockey and basketball. So, yeah, it helped. No, no question it helped. And, and um, you, know, it, um, you know, it's an interesting uh, case study, that's for sure, in terms of how terrible that program was. You get the right guy and – create the right environment and uh, look i know a lot of minnesota people say oh that it's certainly not the right uh venue that thing's sterile and boring but it's not sterile and boring if you're the fan of that team and they're winning like crazy and going to all these final well you know two five three final fours and a bunch of sweet 16s and elite eights and winning a bunch of big 10 titles it's like i had this discussion i'm gonna get off subject here uh, if you don't mind but sure. I had this discussion with a with a fan um at the game on tuesday before the game and you know because the uh, there was an article out this week about the gophers doing some investigating into potentially either renovating uh, Williams Arena, or right. or maybe even at some point in the future, because the building is approaching 100 years old. Right. Um, and uh, quite frankly, I sit at the edge of the uh, upper deck, and every time uh, a person walks, the whole thing shakes. And I'm like, well, how long is this going to take? So uh, for my own personal safety, sometimes I wonder if they shouldn't build a new building. But anyway, that's been part of the discussion. And I had This was an, a literal discussion I had with somebody mm-hmm. that said um, they, they wouldn't want to rebuild uh, and, and build a coal center. Uh, because it's really sterile. And I said, well, there's no reason they'd have to build a sterile coal center. There's yeah. a lot of new places. Baylor on January 3rd, you know, less than three weeks ago, just opened, or a little more than three weeks ago, just opened uh, a brand new $200 million place that seats 8,000. And it is, to me, it's exactly what, uh, if you're going to do it, if you're going to, um, that, that's exactly the path that Minnesota should take. If they're going to build a new one, that's the, the, the path. Right? Uh, look at what Baylor did, how they, how they built it, um, what it looks like from the outside, all the amenities, all the club rooms, all the suites, everything you need to, to help be successful. But the conversation went this way. 
Um, and I said, yeah, but look at all the success Wisconsin had since they built it. And the Gopher fans said, ah, it wouldn't be worth it to me. Really? So you'd, rather, you'd rather sit in the 100-year-old building because you like it yeah. and have 20 years and not much yeah. than sit in a sterile building right. while um, while you're going to a bunch of Sweet 16s and winning a bunch of Big Ten titles. It makes no sense. And then we further discussed, um, I said, you know, the, the Cole Center is kind of like an NBA arena. And I knew this fan also is a big Wolves fan. And he's like, absolutely. I'm so what do you think of the Target Center? Oh, it's awesome. They're winning. Great atmosphere. I'm like, exactly my point. The Wisconsin people don't think of the Cole Center as sterile because they're fans of the team. They're winning. It's exciting. It is, does get loud in there. I, I mean, it. Um, you know, and I'm not saying you build a new arena for the Gophers and it's all going to turn overnight. Uh, that was said about the football team, and um, now they've had success, but it's not. Uh, you know, it's not. It's not reached the level of uh, of of other you know uh, peer institutions although um it, it's much e- more even now than it was when i first got to town that's for sure so anyway yeah, that's yeah. my sidebar that a, that a gopher fan actually said they would yeah. give up the winning to sit in the charming williams arena and i'm like <laughs> okay now i have to say it sounds to me as though you expected a fan from minnesota to be rational so yeah, you, you kind of set the bar kind of high. Not all of us true. Minnesota sports fans are real rational. <laughs> well, nobody's real rational. We all have our quirks. I yes. admit it. I have several myself. But, um, and I'm, I'm sure uh, many people are talking behind my back like I did on my friend here. But anyway, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's a fun discussion anyway. Yeah, it is. And it is a discussion that does have to be made yeah. uh, at some point. The building's old. Um, there's going to have to be some renovations, uh, major renovations, or they're going to have to do a new one. And and um, you know, I you know, I, I don't know the right answer. And um, uh, you know, it's interesting. You know, who whether it's Mark Coyle in the next few years that has to make that decision, or if that's a decision 15 years from now and somebody else is making it. Um, at, at some point, they're going to have to make it. Yeah. And. Um, you know, I, I have I have some feelings that maybe at some point we can talk about it on another podcast, but I don't want to sabotage the rest of this discussion. <laughs> well, nonetheless, I wanted to I did want to talk about the Williams Arena uh, conversation going on. So you've been in the bowels of Williams Arena, as have I. That's not easy to recruit. That you're going to go and sit on this little. You're going to have a small locker room. It's bigger than it was what they did an expansion here uh, a yeah. dozen years ago or so. Prior to that, it was like a closet. But it's still not yeah. what you have everywhere else in the Big Ten. Yeah, I, I'm I'm torn on it a little bit because if if you know it's like everything. I mean, whether it's a sterile coal center or the Target Center or whatever, if you're winning, yeah. it's great, and people have these memories of the '97 Final Four team, and there's been some decent clubs in between there. And when that is full, it's a hundred percent one of the best home court advantages in in basketball. Yep, but. Um, speaking of sterile, it has gotten kind of stale, uh, just in that you know that they're not drawing very well right now. Um, and, and even the other night, I think they announced ten thousand for the Wisconsin game, and I'm going to guess there were about nine thousand there, twenty five percent, which is not uncommon. Uh, Badger fans, and that actually makes it better because it gets louder at, at yeah. different times of the yeah. game, and and that's fine. Um, I mean, obviously, you'd prefer. 14,600 Gopher fans sure. sharing your team on there. And if that were the case, um, the place would be, you know, one, they'd win more. 
uh, two, the place would be looked at in a, in a little higher regard from from more neutral people. But um, the, the, the the tradition that people talk about, um, you know, for, quite honestly, and you look at the numbers, it's you know, what, what tradition are you protecting there with that building? Because um, it has been a lot of NCAA tournaments. It hasn't been a lot of Big Ten titles. And so, yeah. um, would a new arena solve it? I don't know that. But so my my theory is I would lean toward building a brand new stadium. Um, uh, you know, uh, there are now going to be some Big Ten teams in the next 10 to 15 years that are going to build new arenas, and it will be the third arena yeah. since Minnesota um, built Williams Arena. So um, we're, we're behind a little bit in that regard, uh, as, you know, as a program. Um, and But um, it's hard also just to say wave goodbye to it because it is so – tempting and so the 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 carrots there are kind of a tantalizing deal that if this thing can get back turned around if ben johnson can get this thing to take a step and all of a sudden that building gets full again it's going to be hard for teams to come in and win but um you know not now you're talking about you know um hope or reality and 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 i don't know all those answers but um someone's going to have to make a decision i know my buddy spencer tollickson who is no longer doing gopher games on the radio with me but he was the guest speaker at the golden dunkers um uh, which is the booster club of the of the gophers and they have a meeting every uh, before every game they have they, they all get together and he was the speaker and he he that was the day or you know a day or two after that article came out and so he asked him he he told me that he estimated about 100 fans were there and he said who wants to build a new arena and two people in the whole crowd raised their hand he said who would like to renovate the current arena and everyone else raised their hand so clearly if some athletic director decides that they're going to tear that bad boy down, um, it will be a rather unpopular decision. But ultimately, I think it could be a good one. You yeah. know, like we, nobody's nobody's whining that the Metrodome got tore down, right? No, not at no. all. And, yeah. and and yet there was more success in that building than what the Gopher basketball team, quite honestly, has had in Williams Arena. There's two world championships, um, some great Vikings teams that won division titles. Um, and, and, um, they tore that down. And you know what people, uh, think about Target Field and U.S. Bank Stadium? Love going, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so I think ultimately, if it really came to it, if, if they tore that baby down and built what Baylor built, I think people would go sit there. Yeah. This is my own opinion. I think people go sit there and they'd say, God, yeah, we should have probably done this 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? That's right. Uh, but it's hard to give up. I, I don't blame them. It's hard to give up what, what that building represents and what it could be. It still could be the best home court in the country if um, if, if you could fill the place. But right yeah. now, that's not happening. Yeah, and all the different amenities for players would certainly help the recruiting. That helps the winning uh, come shortly after that. Let's talk uh, women's basketball. Well, There's just a fan experience part of it, yes. too, right? Yes. I mean, anyone who's used the men bathroom in there knows that it's not the right? most, uh, you know, not that that's a great, uh, not, not that you're going to that arena to to, um, yeah. to go to the bathroom, well, but it's not, it's not the greatest thing. The concourse, Spencer talked about this. He takes his kids now, and they're eating on garbage cans, right? Yeah, they go yeah. buy a hot dog or two. There's no place. Like we go to Ohio State where the radio booth is, or the, you know, and you walk out and there's this huge, expansive food court. It's like yeah. a mall, yeah. You know, with all these different concessions and and a hundred tables that families can sit before the game and eat and enjoy the experience with an escalator ride up from the street to the to the concourse as opposed to steps uh, that wind like a spiral staircase. So there's a lot of amenities that even the fan experience. Like like I, you know, I'm surprised that fans aren't more selfish in that regard. It's usually. Um, you know, yeah. fans are selfish, but they're not like, yeah, I don't like 
you know, peeing into a trough, right, you know, right. <laughs> or, or eating off of a garbage can because there's not a table to have my seven-year-old eat the, you know, the, right. the hot dog I bought him. You <laughs> That's know? right. That's right. Uh, all of that, uh, I, I'm down with it. That's for sure. Love Williams Arena, but yeah, I'd like to see a new arena for the Gophers. Uh, Mara Braun has been named as a uh, one of the top 10 candidates for the Cheryl Miller Award. Now, I have to admit, I'm not sure what that is. Is that player of the year? It's the best small forward in the country, okay. and, and there's two things I have for since she's been here. Uh, as you know, I write uh, stories and yep. do M and N stuff. I've always referred to her as go- as Gopher Guard. I had no idea she was a small forward or considered <laughs> a small forward because uh, she plays on the outside and handles the ball so much. I've yeah. always considered her a guard, but apparently she's a small forward, which is news to me. Okay, um, so um, and this so the Cheryl Miller Award goes to the best small forward in the country. And here's the other thing I found interesting as I was reading the article. Um, the 10 finalists, so it's not, I thought it was 10 finalists when I first read the story. Um, and then I looked, and um, it, it's just this week, th- these are the top 10. And every week or every two weeks, they update them. So she oh, could fall out of the top 10. I see. Um, you know, if she has a, a poor couple of weeks. She's averaging 18 a game. She's been really good. She didn't have a particularly good game in the loss to Wisconsin. That's a bad loss for the Gopher women. They're they're right on the cusp of being an NCAA tournament team. And the Wisconsin women are not very good. They no. were 1-6 and six in the Big Ten. So to lose that was a tough one. Um, and that's going to be a blemish on their resume. So the Gophers will have to go pull an upset off somewhere to equalize that. And, and they they have played such good basketball, and they're fun to watch. But it was not a great game Tuesday. So we'll see. Mara Braun didn't play. That none of them none of them shot well. And when you don't shoot well, it's hard to win uh, in today's game. And and uh, that was the case Tuesday. So it, it's an interesting way that they're uh, creating publicity for that um, for for that Cheryl Miller Award that they're. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sure the top three or four are solid every week. Uh, because when I read the article, it said she moved into the top ten. And oh, then I read, and it's like, I didn't understand that. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so I, I thought, one, it was bizarre that she's a small forward. And two, I thought it was somewhat bizarre that um, this award uh, holds the right to reserve the, those ten names. Because I initially thought, hey, they've announced the ten finalists. I'm like, that's interesting. It's January still. But. Um, good for them, but it, it um, yeah, apparently it's a moving target there with that. Uh, Grimmer, thanks so much as always for joining us uh, this week uh, uh, here on this Thursday. Yeah, always enjoy it, Todd. Thank you. Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.